the inside. Really, you're a change maker, a trailblazer, a dream chaser, sometimes a bit of a troublemaker, because it's hard to shine your light when you're stuck inside a box. You're a spiritually curious, creative thinker who only wants to do meaningful work that's going to have a positive impact on the world. It's time to find your voice and stop hiding your light. Showing up online, creating powerful content, and living out your purpose as a thought leader can feel intimidating, but it doesn't have to be scary, and you don't have to do it alone. I'm on a mission to help you create content with a heartbeat, to find your voice so you can start consciously communicating your soul work and send it out into the world with impact. Because if you can dream it, it is meant for you. In fact, it's already done. I'm Kate Butler-Ross, and this is The Content Download. Hello and welcome to episode six of The Content Download. I'm Kate, and today I want to talk to you a little bit more about the vulnerability hangover. Um, Last week, um, in last week's episode, I shared my story of this kind of ever-evolving process of learning how to be more vulnerable with our content so that we can help our audience connect more deeply with us and, and also learn from us and grow. And today I want to take this a step further and I want to talk about the four questions that you can ask yourself before getting personal in your content. And If you do this, if you ask yourself these four questions, um, you are very likely to save yourself from going through that terrible vulnerability hangover. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is that moment where you, you post something and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? You know, maybe you've put a post on Facebook or you've sent an email to your list and then suddenly you have this kind of out of nowhere, this creeping sense of doom, this kind of dum dum dum. you know, what's going to happen next? And you can't quite put your finger on why you feel like it because you probably felt perfectly fine about the thing that you um, were about to share when you first hit post, publish or send. Um, but now you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have an inbox full of unsubscribes and I'm going to have an angry barrage of abuse in the con comments and oh you're just feeling totally rubbish and I always say it's a bit like the beer fear without the good night out beforehand um but of course this is what we call a vulnerability hangover and I believe it was the amazing Brené Brown who first coined this phrase um but what it really is it's just your lizard brain sensing a whole new level of visibility and openness and it's trying to get you to delete it all to keep you safe And so generally, I would just say like, you know, just chill, ignore it. You're doing good. Well done on getting vulnerable. But hang on, what if that niggling sense of unease is actually founded? What if you really have overshared? Because let's face it, people do that all the time. Now, chances are you haven't because when you first posted, you felt good about it and you're feeling pretty rubbish afterwards. But if you want to just make sure and you want to double check and you don't want to unnecessarily delete an amazing post or or recall an email, um, this, these four simple questions, you can help put your mind at rest. 
And so this is what we're going to be sharing in this show today. It's basically a little checklist that you can refer to, to reassure you that it is your lizard brain going into overdrive and that you don't need to go and live underneath a stone or do anything drastic. Now, yes, you know, in last week's video uh, episode, we talked about why we need to get vulnerable. And um, I shared a little bit about my story and, and my objections and my journey to um, getting vulnerable. Um, so do, you know, go back and listen to that episode too, as well, if this is a subject that's kind of close to your heart right now. But basically, um, just to recap, if you think of any of the leaders online, you know, businesses, coaches that you are drawn to, it's probably, yes, they show up professional, they share value, but generally it's the reason that we create this connection to them. This is the reason that we fall in love with these leaders and become like fangirls. I'm kind of thinking of the Gabby B's of this world and the Denise Duffield Thomases and the Carrie Greens and the Marie Forleos. It's because they are willing to show up as the real them and share uncomfortable things to help you. So that is why vulnerability is, you know, it's so attractive and it's so important. And I would say that, you know, the reason these personality brands get so big is because they are, they are kind of leaders in doing this. You know, they are leading the way in getting vulnerable, in letting people in, in drawing back the curtain and sharing behind the scenes and sharing their own stories and struggles and challenges. And the reason for that is because if you want to create a deeper connection with your audience, you do have to start getting a bit more vulnerable with how you're showing up. You need to create more intimate connection. And I think the most powerful way of doing that, of course, is by sharing your stories. And that includes sharing stories that sometimes can make you feel a little bit laid bare, a little bit a bit naked. And that doesn't feel natural. And I totally get that. And as I shared in last week's episode, that's a journey I've been on for sure. But here's what I know. If you want to make people feel something, if you want to move them, if you want them to trust you with their inner truths and challenges and fears, you've got to meet them where they are and show them that you understand them, that you are a real person who gets it. You've also got to be prepared for the fact that when you do that, when you get real and vulnerable, you're going to turn some people off completely. And that is totally fine too. Because if you're visible, but vanilla, and that's something we talked about in episode two, two being visible, but vanilla, you aren't going to be seen. And it's by giving yourself permission to polarize that you call in your soul tribe. So let's just say you have made a pact. You are going to start getting comfortable with being a little uncomfortable by creating more vulnerable content. You're going to be much more courageous in how you're showing up. Here's a little checklist of questions you can ask to help you share with more confidence. So the first thing you need to ask when you are considering sharing a vulnerable post or story is, is it a scar, not a wound? Now, I first heard Elizabeth Gilbert talk about this, and it is so true. And what it basically means is when you share a story or something vulnerable, you have to make sure that you are out the other side of it and that you're able to look back and in hindsight, see what the lesson is. Because that way, you know you are sharing 
value with your audience. If you're still processing something, if you're sharing the wound, what you're actually doing is using your audience's therapy and that's uncomfortable. It feels voyeuristic. So are you sharing the scar, not the wound? Now, this is something that um, I have personal experience with. Um, some, the first time I really ever got massively vulnerable with my audience is when I shared the story of how I actually decided to leave my job and initially become freelance and later start my business. And it all revolved around my dad getting a terminal cancer diagnosis. And it was a story that I desperately wanted to share. I had this need to kind of share, but I just wasn't ready and it felt, um, it just didn't feel right. And then one night I tend to get my inspiration um, at nighttime lying in bed. I just suddenly, I could see the lesson. I could see the message. I could see why this story was valuable and it was something that I should be sharing with my audience. And I literally got out of my bed at two o'clock in the morning. I sat down and I wrote a blog post all about um, how um, my my dad's diagnosis and how the conversation I had with him, which prompted me to literally resign my job, um, you know, with at a moment's notice and start on a whole new path. And I I actually did sit on it. I waited it and waited, you know, until the next day until I'd had some sleep and I shared it. And that was my first lesson of really understanding that, you know, you can't share a story when you haven't worked through and learned what the lessons are and what the value is going to be to your audience yet. If you haven't got hindsight, if you can't see the bigger picture, it's not quite ready to share yet. So the second question that you need to ask is, are you sharing the right story? Because not every story or anecdote is going to be valuable to every audience. And you have to make sure you're choosing the right story for the right audience. Now, it could be the most inspiring, incredible story, but told to the wrong room is going to go down like a lead balloon. For example, the story you tell in a room full of your peers is probably going to be a bit different to the story you would say share on LinkedIn, where your audience is is diverse and, and maybe less filled with people like you. That's my experience of my LinkedIn profile anyway. The third question you need to ask is, if there really is that niggling feeling that you have maybe shared something wrong, I want you to check in and make sure, is this story I've just shared in the way that I've shared it in line with my values as a person? Does it compromise me in any way? If the answer is yes, it's totally in line with my values. Great. You can go ahead and like not worry about it. If it's not, maybe you've posted in anger or high emotion and maybe it's time to delete or, um, you know, just archive it and, and edit it and come back to it when again, you are out the other side. The last question is, is it your story to tell? Now, the truth is a lot of the stories we tell um, where in which we're kind of showing up vulnerable and being vulnerable about our lives um, will involve other identifiable people in our lives. And not everybody wants to have the details of their lives shared on social media. So the question you need to ask is, is this my story to tell? Do I need to ask permission? Now, you don't always have to ask permission to um, relay a story. So don't feel like you need to. And um, 
if you don't ask permission and there is an identical person in it, you've got to know that you are willing to deal with the repercussions of sharing this story. Um, but also it is perfectly okay to tweak um, st- stories to protect identities, you know, change names or whatever. And you can be clear that you've done that as well. You know, that's something that you will commonly see in um, in, in media, etc. But really what you need to um, decide is if it's not your story to tell, are you willing to deal with any repercussions that might come your way? So that's it. The four things you need to tick off. If the answer to all those questions is yes, you can post and put that story out there. And if you are feeling that vulnerability hangover, you can just say, hello, lizard brain. It's okay. I'm absolutely safe. It's fine. And you can just carry on doing what you're doing in the world. If there's a no in there, maybe it's time to pause and look again. And I also invite you to listen to um, episode five. Um, this, you know, I think it's called the stories, um, the lesson I learned recently about being vulnerable in my content. And um, because that also talks about another element to all of this, and that's the um, motivation. So it's kind of linked to all of this as well. So do check that out as well. So that's how to deal with the vulnerability that comes with getting personal online. And I really do invite you to kind of dive deep into this because when you do get more vulnerable in your content, that is when the connections deepen. That is when the outcomes really um, like go through the roof. That is when, you know, that's when you start making money from your business as well, because people are recognizing you for, um, for showing up as the real you, for for kind of sharing vulnerably. Um, I always talk about, you know, content is an energy exchange. You know, you are giving something to them. If you want something in return, whether it is their support, their following, their engagement, or their money, you can, you have to give generously with your energy inside your content as well. And vulnerability is a really powerful way to do that. I'm going to be over in the content download Facebook group this week, diving deeper into vulnerability. We've been talking about it for the last week as well. And I would like to continue the conversation and continue the conversation with these four um, questions and how you can apply them to your own content and communications. And I'd love for you to come and join the conversation inside the group. If you're not already a member, the content download is a free pop-up Facebook group community where I'm hanging out right now to connect with you all and support you on the things that we're talking about here on this podcast. The link to the group to join the group is inside the show notes, but you can also find us by searching hashtag the content download on Facebook too. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Lots of love from me.